Alright, welcome back. We're in episode two. <laughs> we are back in episode two. Technically, it is a week later. A week and a half later, I think. That's not bad. Consistency. Consistency is key. Yeah, today's Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. close to the end of the week already. I was like, ooh. Oh, no, I thought it was Monday. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. All okay. right. So this is going to be an MLS-heavy podcast this week. Uh, is so, that what we're focusing on today? Yeah, yeah. So the Euro snobs can go home. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to stay stick around here. Any, Unless you like MLS, then please come. Please, please be friends. <laughs> not enough Europeans like MLS. Well, I mean, it's not as entertaining as the European leagues are, or as that's not true. Difficult. It's not true. Who wants to see Man City win it every week? Hmm? Oh, that's true. Tell me, last time you watched a Man City game? Exactly. Never. Exactly. Because you just assume they're going to win. What's the fun in that? No, because I don't like Man City. Oh, okay. That I mean that too, but still. <laughs> it's like that's the only reason I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same here. Although Man United won today against Brighton, that that's when this podcast is happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really tough matchup for you. No, oh, it took Ronaldo to score a screamer, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> as usual, it takes pass it to Ronaldo in order to win a game. He hasn't scored in like seven games. All right. So you haven't. Manchester hasn't won in seven games. Then. No, no, we only have two draws. Oh, and two. We only okay, got so kicked out of the FA Cup. That's all. You got. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a Middlesbrough. It's falling apart, boy. Nah. It's fine. It's fine. All these at the. Oh wait. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into okay, the MLS. So let's, let's start. Not get too sidetracked. I guess we're gonna have this segment now where I ask you to grade stuff. So I'm gonna just call it grading, gradings, degrading, <laughs> degrading, degrading. That's there a, we go. That's, that's the name of segment. Degrading. Um, okay, so this week we're grading some recently released, recently released MLS kits. Uh, they were just released today. Most of them. Um, and I was like half waiting for the LAFC one, even though we already saw the leaks, but I guess everybody has their own day to do it. So it's about, let's see, we got about eight teams here. All right. Okay. So we're going to go through eight. I haven't seen any of these, so I have no idea. I know. I didn't see any of them. Like I didn't see any rumors about them at all, um, until today. So there's, there's definitely some interesting one. It looks like each team got to pick their own design for once, not like the anniversary designs we had before <laughs> where everybody was pretty much wearing the same thing, just a different color. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. The MLS doesn't let, I mean, I mean, the, they want all the teams to be equal more or less money wise so that there's mm-hmm. parity with the league. And I assume that's why they don't let them go, um, uh, like uh what do you call it they don't let um, them go talk to sponsors right. or anything like that like they don't let them go talk to um kit manufacturers like pumas or anything like that it's always adidas hmm, okay um, so they they have to go through they, the league so that they don't get more get. yeah so that they don't get more money than any other club because obviously bigger teams would get bigger bonuses from those deals with certain brands I mean, that's just one way of trying to show that there's no 
preferential treatment, but we all know there's going to be preferential treatment to any of the clubs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the ones with the more popularity, of course. Okay. So, all right, starting off, we're going to look at Seattle Sounders at home. Bang. This is Seattle? This is the Seattle shirt, yep. Seattle looks nice. I like it. Yeah, I like so? this design. I I do like it. I mean, I like that the checkered isn't going everywhere. I like that it's different that it's just in the center. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it looks good. It looks clean. Hmm. You, on the other hand, don't. I'm not, feel con- I'm not, I'm not convinced. No, I'm not convinced. I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the checkerboard pattern. I like it. I, I think it's different, and I think that they have already done so many patterns that are very, very repeated. And I think it's time to get something new out here. And this checkered pattern it gives me more of a now feeling. I will say. I I do approve of the teams that did try something new at least because Seattle's been just what like a green shirt for who knows yeah, how many it's just seasons. Plain green color, and it doesn't really. I mean, you know, it's them just because of the color, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I so, like this. Uh well, you gotta as as it is the segment, you gotta give it a grade. Okay, we're going out of ten. Uh. Or ABCD. Or five stars. Well, you decide at this time. Last time we went, last time we did letters, now we're doing stars. There. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do stars. Um, I'm going to give it... I'll give it four and a half stars. Four and a half, not bad, not bad. No. I think it's good. I, I like it. I don't know. I'll give it three stars. I like that they tried something different, but I'm not convinced by the checkers. I don't know. It gives me this like this digital disintegration mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's good. It's clean. It's not too much. It's good. Yeah. All right. Next Who's one. Who's next? All right. Next one is LA Galaxy at home. What rating do you give it? Mm, I give it a one already. And no, just you got to give it zero. Up. Just because we're LAC fans, you gotta give it a zero naturally. I give it a one because it's some MLS. All right. Now I'm gonna send you the kit. All right. Now that you can see it, now it backs up your number, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as usual. White no, shirt. no, they don't have. They got rid of the sash. Remember, they used to have the sash. Yeah, but they had the sash only for a short while. This is like back to normal, just white shirt. Yes. I think. What I do cringe at is, you see, they have like little badges on the side of the shirt at the bottom. Uh, the little stars? No, like you see at the bottom of the shirt, there's like a circle uh, on the right and there's like a square on the left, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you so can the barely circle, see that. I know, the circle on the right pretty much says there's only one LA. <laughs> and does the other one say it's not in Carson? I know, I know. <laughs> I think it's in Spanish though. I think it says solo un LA. But I still like everybody's like, well, I mean, yeah, it's LAFC. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one LA. Yeah. Look at the whole team sheets. Oh, there's yeah. two LAs actually. I know. I would give this a one. It's a white kid, but man, the stars on the collar and the arms look ugly. It's like somebody. It's like the people that work at Ross designed this shirt as a bootleg of the real one. 
Yeah. So for me, this kind of works the opposite of what um, the Seattle Sounders jersey looks like. <laughs> Even though it has absolutely no p- pattern because all of all the logos and the patches and stuff, it just looks cluttered. Yeah. Especially because they're all located up top. You have one on the left sleeve, one on the right sleeve. You have the Adidas logo, obviously the uh, Galaxy badge there. And then you have the Herbalife Nutrition right below that. Yeah. It's all located at, at the top. So it just looks extremely cluttered. And those extra stars that are on the sleeves and the collar, it just makes it even more busy than you know it needs to be. They could have maybe distributed some of this stuff a bit more. Well, like um, lower the Herbalife a little bit more toward the center. Yeah, like a little bit more towards the like belly area would make sense, create some distance. Uh, but creativity-wise, it's boring. Yeah, yeah, I know? agree. I agree. Not that just this is boring. a galaxy, but I just think it's a boring kit. I like how literally the only argument that Galaxy has these days against LAFC is how many championships they won. So decided to vomit their stars all over their New Jersey, I guess, in return. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that doesn't matter because, again, LA is still a short lifespan. So, you know, LAFCs don't have a short lifespan so far. We started in 2018, so. Exactly. And people already like us more. Yeah. <laughs> Ask MLS that they love us. <laughs> they do. They really do. Look at the <laughs> look at the power rankings. We're probably number one already. They haven't done any. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won power rankings just on the signings. Okay. Okay. So even though you already gave this a grade, uh, do you want to change your number? Uh, no. No. It's still one star or zero star. It's still one star. It's still one star. Uh, I'll give it a star just because a white kid is clean. That's that's the only positive. It's clean. It's just I don't know. It's too. Their away kid is still good though. I'll, I'll tell them that. But I mean, I wouldn't buy it. Obviously. Yeah, it's too simple. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Let's do the next. I, one. I low key think this is going to be one of the kits of the season. I'd buy it if. You know, LFC and Portland didn't hate each other, but we're going to go with Portland away. So this is their second Portland secondary. away. Okay. All right. I imagine it's going to be white. <laughs> You're wrong. Isn't there... so... Or is it. I don't remember why what their away color is usually. Oh my god. Uh, white kids have nothing to do with color. <laughs> so it could just be anything? Yeah. Alright, well, let's have it. I already sent it. You did? No. Oh. oh my goodness. It's saucy, right? It's saucy. Easy, easy, five star rating already, huh? That, that that's, yeah. I mean, it's because they're was it? It just, it just looks so good. It's so stylish. Yeah, I really like it's it because they're known as like the city of roses or something like that. Are they? I had no idea yeah. about that. I mean, the the women's team is called the Portland Thorns. So there you go. You know. Mm. Okay, and yeah. these are the buds. Um, 
no this this is a five star rating easily i know the design know. is so so well done the colors are so complimentary i really like this one five stars definitely would get yeah, this one no. as soon as i saw it i was like "Ooh, man everybody was posting fire emojis on the, in the comments like oh yeah oh man it is such a good kit like even the color never mind the roses like even the color the that's, color that's like a rose so gold good. color that we used before but it's more rose goldy <laughs> mm-hmm. and i do like the color red it's not even a rose red it's maroon and maroon's one of my favorite colors so i don't know it's unique yeah. you never, you don't see anything like this i bet you're gonna see a lot of european people with this jersey because they love wearing shirts from teams they're not related to in what well, anyway whatsoever <laughs> So, no, yeah. no, this this jersey is so good. I mean, it's going to look great on the field, and it's going to look even better off the field. It's looking fresh. It looks really good. I love the way it's designed. I love the patterns that they put on it. It just it works. Okay. All right. All right. Who's next? I'd give it five stars as well. I don't know if I said that, but I'd give it five stars. Okay, next one. Uh, yeah, uh, five stars. Technically, they did more of the same of what they're – previous jerseys looked like however this one's clean and it's got a little detail i kind of appreciate appreciate it's clean but it, it it's nice it's nice so all right here is the Colorado rapids colorado rapids new home jersey okay oh i see it kind of makes it like this faux shimmer look yeah. i like it it's, it's supposed to be mountains that's what the design is yeah that's what i was about to say it's like if you stare at it a little bit it looks like a mountain range it's supposed to be and yeah this works really well yeah, like so. you, you you've described it perfectly it's same color it has kind of the same aesthetic as the originals mm-hmm. just the one color one solid color but the whole mountain range that is slightly visible because yeah. it it's not so pronounced mm-hmm. it just adds a nice little touch i know i know and yeah, uh, so i appreciate they got the west ham colors and they don't do the same thing that all the english teams do which is put mm-hmm. blue sleeves on them you know oh yeah so like I, at least they kept <laughs> it clean i'll give this a four stars out of five just because it's so clean and they took Mark Anthony K away from us, for you know, and they gave us Kellen Acosta instead. So that's a bonus. I give him an extra star for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give this one a four and a half. Also, yeah. uh, the same because it's it's really clean, but um, it doesn't. The only reason I don't give it the five is because it doesn't have that wow factor yeah. of of the Portland. Yeah. Uh, but this is still a fantastic jersey. Yeah. No, no, no chest logo, you know, no, no front facing logo either. That's true. And it, yeah, that's right. It makes me it wonder. I, I don't know if they are going to have sponsors and they're going to put them on later or if they're just going to go with the clean, you know, jersey for the whole next season. I mean, yeah, maybe they haven't added those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't have any, this is going to look super clean. Yeah, super dope. It looks great. All right. Next one. So we're going with the new Austin home kit, I believe. Austin, it. okay. I'm pretty sure it is the home kit, but it's All way right. different than it looked like before. Let me just make sure it is the home kit, or maybe I'm going crazy. 
Austin FC, okay. bottom of the table. Yes, Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. The previous jersey was green and black. Mm-hmm. Stripes? Uh, yes, it was. Okay. I didn't really keep up with their games, and I didn't see them too often, so I just vaguely remember a lot of green. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. It's not the home kit. Okay, okay. It's the way okay, so... I was about to say. I was like, man, they're switching up everything already. <laughs> you got tired of the green. Mm-hmm. All right. So what does this away jersey look like? You'll see. You'll see. Okay. It was hard to tell if it was. Uh... It's still a shade of green. I'll say that. Um but it was hard to tell. I was like, are they just, you know, is this the new home jersey or is this the way? That's what it looks like. Wow, that's a completely different kind of green. It's mint. They're going with mint. It's mint. Mint is the yeah. thing this year. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks clean. Um, very similar to the Galaxy one minus the stars. Yeah. Uh, I give this one a three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not too exciting. It looks clean. It looks nice. Uh, but there isn't anything too spectacular about it. So, yeah, I think a three is good for me. It's like right in the middle. All right. And uh, I would give it a three and a half. I'll give it the half star extra because... Different color. Of, no, not a lot of teams in the world go with mint. You know, no, but they really don't. It that's all it has going for it. It's mint. There's nothing special. Like there's nothing that makes it stand out. It's just a mint kit, and there's a better mint kit down the list. <laughs> there's another. Okay, I'm excited to see what the other mint yes. kit looks like. Maybe they yeah. did something different. I was hopefully. worried they got rid of their stripes. I was like, they already got rid of their stripes one season. In. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can get rid of the stripes. I mean, no, no. The stripes I like the, I like the mean... stripes. I like the stripes. It's like a green inter or a green AC Milan thing going on. Nobody does that. Come on. Yeah, the only true. one that did that was the Leeds third kit from last season or two seasons ago, where it had green and black. And gold stripes mm-hmm. on the shoulders, which is pretty dope. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, this uh, is a, it's it's a it's clean looking, but it's very plain. Uh, there's isn't anything too spectacular about it. Not bad, not bad. Okay, who do we have next? Okay, the next one we're gonna go with the New York Red Bulls. Hmm, Red Bulls. That I should be good. It is I their, feel like that should be very interesting. I believe it is their new home jersey, if I'm not mistaken. That's okay. another thing I gotta double check because man, I can't tell what half of these teams' primary colors are. I mean, a lot of the times they switch it up. Yeah, yeah. And since they call it something special, it's so hard to tell. Like, they don't have. Secondary kit, they'll call it some random name that refers to the design. Mm-hmm. So, it's they should just label it Away Home. Let's see. Hold up, hold up. Hmm. 
Because their normal colors are white, jersey, red shorts, right? Uh, usually, oh, okay. I think their other is like dark blue, isn't it? It was black last year. Okay, so this is going to be the away shirt then. All right. This is very interesting. You could either like it or hate it. It's either one way or the other. There's no meh. It's either good or bad, depending Swing on how you feel. All right. So here it is. I look at it and it reminds me of Bayern for some reason. Yeah, a little bit. I was going to say it gives it, it's got a Germany vibe to it. It does. It, it really, really does have that like Bundesliga look to it. Um, I don't know if it has to do with the Red Bulls out it's there. It's the checkers but, thing. Uh, the yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the checkered pattern. I don't hate it. I think, um, I think Bayern did have a checkered pattern at one point. They did, but they had their. The, their regular colors on that. I think it was like the blue ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, see. Let's see. I'm Googling it. And I come I'm, up with shirts. I'm going to give it. Huh. Okay. I can't I, find the checkered pattern one, but whatever. Yeah. I, th- I think I'll give it a three still. Um, it's not too amazing, but it doesn't look bad. It's just not impressive. Nope. But it's okay. Mm. So it's right in the middle. Like, don't hate it. Don't love it. Mm. It's all right. Okay. I'm not too entirely convinced by the checkered pattern, I'll be honest. It's it's cool looking, but I'm just like, they wanted to do a checkered pattern on a shirt, but they mm-hmm. didn't want to do a normal checkered pattern. So they just ended up doing scribbles. And then shadow scribbles to differentiate yeah. it. Like they, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. I'll give it a two stars. And it's the big checkered pattern. I know. Like I know. the big squares, not the little ones. I know. So I'll, I'll give it two stars pretty much. You could have gone with, there's tons of, there's infinite number of designs on there and they went with checkers. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I so. mean, it's not that creative. Yes. It's okay. I mean, if you're a fan of the team, you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it has those Bundesliga vibes. And if you're a fan of Bundesliga, you're going to enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah. It's like you're um, supporting Rebel Leipzig. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I don't think it's a, too flashy so mm-hmm. or too, too special in the way that it's designed. It's just the normal checkered pattern. Mm-hmm. big squares if anything it's those scribbles that make it look a little different um and maybe that's why i give it a three instead of a two just because it's a little different in that sense uh but yeah don't love mm-hmm. it don't hate it but i'm all right with it all right moving on to the next team we got the new england revolution who now has a new logo have what yes. is up with everybody just changing up their, their logo their old and logo usually and usually it's not for the best. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are mixed on this one, but it's... Don't it's, tell uh, me it's another baseball-looking logo. No, it's at least better than Chicago Fire. <laughs> okay. And Houston Dynamo, who does have that baseball logo. Mm. Um, yeah. So they changed their logo. It used to be the American flag. And okay. now they have a crest. So, um, But it is their home kit. Do you remember what their home kit looks like? Um, I'd say yes, but it's 
very very foggy so no no it's the blue shirt white shorts uh i want to say they had red socks <laughs> or just blue socks again i don't know something like that but it's uh Maybe, basically blue blue shirt white shorts and then i don't think the away is, was like red red shirt and okay stuff so like let's, that. let's see it okay so here's the new home kit you know what I like it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. Look at the logo. I'm going to take a look at that. Uh, the logo does look like a baseball logo. Uh, it's not, It's a cross. It's halfway between baseball and... Uh... Yeah. Actually, although no, that... it, looks, it looks like a restaurant logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I do have to say that, that line that goes straight through the R is like denying itself (laughs) like the new england no revolution yeah (laughs) um you know what i don't know the more i look at it the less i'm liking it Mm. because now it kind of reminds me of a credit card let's let's look at what the comments say it looks like a credit card like you take a credit card's (laughs) The way it looks, and just print it on a on a jersey, and that's what it looks like. Especially with the whole United Healthcare on there, mm-hmm. um, it just makes it look like a, a, a big credit card turned into a shirt. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm giving this one a two. I'm giving this one. I don't know, two and a half. I, I was liking it, it until I didn't. I give it a star for being clean. I give it a star for the new logo not being garbage, at least. Uh, what I, I give, do? I give it a star for that textured pattern. And I take away half a star for doing the same thing they do every year. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say that I love the color. That is one okay, of my favorite. You, I mean, your favorite color is blue. blue. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, but there's different kinds of blue. you know, And it's this is a blue. really nice this is, blue. This is I, I like a blue right here. This is a really nice blue, and um, it works. And I don't know. I'm, like, right on the fence with the pattern that it has, the texture. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to like it, but at the same time, there's something that's <laughs> off about it. Someone says that texture is like the school playground kickball, you know? <laughs> yes, it is. It is, it is. Everybody says the the kit is nice, but the logo is garbage. Other people say they like the new crest at least. It's better than the cruise logo. That's a fact. The cruise logo is ugly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sticking with two on this one. This is the definition. If you looked up "clean" in the def, in the dictionary, it's this and the Colorado Rapids shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like, there's nothing special, but it's clean. It's clean. Yeah. Okay. So, All right, moving on to the next one. This is the last one. Okay. Uh, this is going to be the newest entry in MLS. Charlotte Football Club, Charlotte FC. Uh, this is their away kit. This is black and mint. It'll look like white, but it's mint, and it looks nice. This is my second favorite Okay. Uh, kits of all of these. Oh. Are you sure this isn't blue? Nope, it's black and mint. Black and mint. 
I mean, it's a different mint from. Yeah, it's a little bit more bluish mint, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like they, they, they're calling mint. it they're calling it mint. So I gotta I gotta stick with it. Mm. <sighs> it's a basic jersey. Really? Yeah. This is the definition of super clean, right here. Well, I mean, it clean. If Mr. But... Clean had a shirt. He'd be wearing this, you know what I mean? <laughs> a shirt <laughs> yeah, that is not white, would. you know. A shirt that's not white. He'd be yeah, like, it's not clean. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's clean. I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm not impressed. It's not making me feel anything as I'm looking at it. Unlike the Portland one, where I just I saw it and I just wanted to click buy. This one, it's all right. I mean, it's just slightly outlined with blue or mint mm-hmm. and um, fully black. Hey, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to give it stars. You got to give it stars. Oh, that's right. Um, stars wise, I give it two. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, I'm going to give it a full-on five stars because the black, it's not even the shiny kind of black. It's that kind of matte texture-looking black. I love the color mint. This kind of color mint, not the other kind of mint because that other kind of mint makes you think of toothpaste. Um, This kind of mint, it's nice. I love the pattern on the sleeves and the collar. Almost gives me, I mean, for some reason, it makes me think like an African-type pattern like Mm -hmm. the Nigeria kids use. I love it. I think it looks clean. There's nothing wrong with a black kit. As LAFC fans, we know. Uh, so I would give it a full-on five stars. And it seems like most people are loving it. Everybody, I mean, you're the one, only one that I've heard that doesn't like it. I mean, it's not... There's nothing special about it. In, in my opinion, it's, other than the color that is different, mm-hmm. than something you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really pops out to me. It doesn't make me think like, oh, this looks amazing. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that I would definitely wear as a fashion piece. Um, even though I know, you know, most people don't buy these for that. But some, like the Portland one, you know, make it work. And it looks like a fashion piece. And it looks like it's old style. It looks great. This... I'm not disagreeing with anything you said. I completely agree. It's a clean jersey, the black classic. And I think they got one of the best good. badges, too. I'll, I'll tell them that. The badge is really nice, too. Yeah, I agree with that. It's better than the Revolution one. Um, and I, I do really like the little pattern that's at the edge of the sleeves and on the collar. Um, part of me, I don't know, just immediately thought, what if that was on the rest of the jersey? Like, what if it would have just bled onto the rest nah, of the jersey? Nah, that would have been overkill. Uh, but that's just my own curiosity of what that would look mm. like. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just a plain black jersey with a little bit of color. I mean, it looks clean, but it's not fantastic. It's not five stars for me. Mm. If anything, I'll give it a two and a half because two is a little too low. Nah, I'm not going. I'm going full on five. We agree to disagree on this one. No, we disagree. I mean, I'm sticking to my brand. Agree to, to disagree. <laughs> Same difference. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, you have your opinion, I have mine. I respect it. I don't know, it's dope. It's not it's not ugly. If it's, I don't if good. I don't hate the club within the first ten games, I might buy it. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I, I like this one. So all it's right. good. It, it's good, but it's not it's just not a five star for me. Well, these are pretty interesting kits. Um I honestly did not expect a lot of these. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that they're venturing a little bit outside of their traditional patterns or traditional colors. Um, it's nice to see new colors because, I mean, all over the world, you always see usually the same color patterns, the same color combinations. So it's great that they're really trying new things. And when you get things like the Portland one, the Colorado one, the Sounders jersey i mean they're trying different patterns trying uh these other colors that you don't normally see and they look fantastic mm-hmm. and you know i'll agree the austin mint different color looks good so you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and um, then you got your usual galaxy just white jersey boring no all right that does it all for our degrading section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I degraded <laughs> some of these jerseys pretty much. Yeah. All right. Next on our list is Big Stars headed to the MLS. Big so, Stars headed to the MLS. Okay. We talked we, about one before, we was, uh, which uh, was Insignia. Insignia. Yes. Uh, I mentioned uh, these to you the other day, but uh, Shakiri ends up going to Chicago Fire. Yeah, Shakiri was a bombshell to me when you mentioned that. Yep. Because I still had in my mind that he was at Lille mm-hmm. and that he wasn't going to... No, he was at Lyon. Lyon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. My bad. Um, <clears throat> Lyon. I always end up forgetting which one's which. Um, I still had the thought that he was over there. And especially because he's been looking for more minutes to play at a higher level. The last thought that I expected was for him to decide to come to the MLS. Yeah. But he has just been bouncing around from club to club. And usually he always ends up on the bench somehow. Mm -hmm. I guess this is his one chance to be a starter every week. Yeah. So uh, the rumor is that they paid around seven and a half million for him. Um, and the contract will run through 2024 so two years years. basically he's only 30 years old he's only 30 he's been around for a long time Um, he only made he only made 11 appearances for Leon (laughs) only 11? yeah he was only there for half a season like he just got there Wow. Yeah, he scored two goals and three assists, so I don't know why he left. That's some decent numbers for 11 games. Not bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. And he does, I mean, when he applies himself, he can be a difference yeah. maker in a team. Um, but again, I think it feels like him getting more game time is probably what's on his mind. And maybe out here, he's definitely going to get that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts. I know, uh, and he's not used to being a starter 100. percent Yeah, so that could last time his when he was stoked, you know. Yeah, he can that, definitely, that could definitely affect his performance throughout the whole season. Yeah, to see, but I mean, maybe it's too much for him for not being used to being uh, played every mm-hmm. game. Um, but you know, maybe they'll they'll sub him out somewhere through the game. I know. It's interesting to see what he's going to be like as the main guy because he's never been the main guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think he's always looked for that wherever he went. But there have always been surprisingly other players that end up taking over, you know, his his spot mm-hmm. when he gets brought in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do here, especially because it's a different game style out here than it is out in europe yeah uh different place for sure and i think we're gonna see some really good screamers coming out of him i know and if he does end up scoring a lot of goals they can't use the excuse that he can't do it on a cold rainy night at stoke because he was already there (laughs) that's true (laughs) exactly so he can um he can but it also i mean maybe he's trying to get more game time because the world cups is this year and maybe that's why he's trying to... Yeah, I mean, it's a strategy that's been done before going to a slightly lesser league than the European leagues just to build up your confidence and to build up your statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at Gignac, who was able to do that when he went over to Tigres, immediately becoming a spotlight and being brought back in for France. And he got brought... brought... For, he was the only Liga MX player at the Euros that season, you know? Yeah. Mostly because we didn't have any other Europeans. Many. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I would say this is a good move for Chicago Fire. They've been garbage for a long time now. Um, yeah. And they need a start like this. they get a good player like this. Yeah, hopefully you can provide for them and make them inci- exciting to watch because Chicago's a big city, so they need a decent team at least. Yeah, and you can't say that Chicago doesn't have it in them. I mean, I they did have a pretty good amount of years where they were the team. I know. They haven't been good since Guatemo left, you know? <laughs> that was a really long time ago. Yeah. All right. Next on the list, I talked about this with you too, but Douglas Costa to LA oh, Galaxy. Douglas Costa. Yeah. I mean, Douglas Costa is a great player. Um, mm-hmm. He's been on really great teams before and he definitely shows that he has what it takes to make a difference to be that difference maker just like Shakiri has um but maybe a bit more because he has had a bit more involvement in the teams that he's gone to um but i feel like he's also kind of had the same issue where he gets benched a lot yeah so um this will probably be a great move i think it's also another looking for minutes and game time kind of move. And like you said, the World Cup's coming around, so it could definitely be um, motivated by that as well. Yeah, I know. And um, it's crazy because Douglas Costa, you wouldn't assume he'd be at that age where he'd be going to the MLS already. Like It always seems like he's pretty young already. But um, I forgot how old he is. I think he's 30, I want to say. 30 yeah that makes sense let me let me double check that i don't want to be spitting numbers out there 
don't say lies about this man. Why? He plays for the galaxy now. Oh, that's true. He's 31 no. years old. He's actually older than Shakiri. Uh, Isn't that weird? No, I, in the back of my mind, I kind of had 32, mm-hmm. maybe, for him. But, um, yeah. yeah, 31 makes sense. Cool. The question um, is, okay, so there's there's two okay. main points to this, all right? Okay, you can bring in Douglas Costa. On, on paper, it sounds amazing. If you think about Douglas Costa from Bayern slash Juventus, right? Right. However, but where is he coming from? Gremio. What is in Gremio? And... Oh, he was Brazil. playing in Brazil, got relegated with them, and was playing in the second division of Brazil, and that's where he's coming from. That says a lot about his form. Yes. That really speaks a ton about his form. I wonder if they got him just because of the weight in his name. You know, like you said, where I'm sure, he comes from. I mean, it's the galaxy. That's literally 90% of what they signed. <laughs> just names. Yeah, they signed Chicharito when um, he wasn't scoring goals for Sevilla. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that does speak volumes about his form. I don't know how he performed. Do you have the stats on that? I heard he was having a tough season when he was over there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, was that because he couldn't do much or because... Of team support, like the rest of the team couldn't pull itself together either, you know. Okay, so in the 2020-2021 season, he got returned to Bayern on loan. Uh, he scored one goal, and he was literally there for the Bundesliga title. Got sent back, then he got loaned to Gremio for free. Uh, mm-hmm. He was all, supposed to be there till June of this year, however. Oh, well, they ended up buying him. Because he's on a six-month loan from Gremio, so they actually ended up buying him. Uh, wow. I, I don't know. doesn't say how much, but um, interesting. Okay, let's see his stats. All right. He had 23 appearances during that season. Mm-hmm. Scored two... Oh, wait, the total. 25 appearances... Two goals. There you go. And how many assists does it say? Doesn't say. Gonna have to check transfer market. I don't trust Wikipedia. For twenty-five games, just scoring two goals. Um, either he was injured, or he's in terrible form. And I doubt that they weren't playing him. Technically, he should have had an easier time in Brazil. I would imagine. Okay, let's see. That's insane to me. It says he's loaned directly. It says it went from directly from Juventus to LA on a free transfer. Interesting. But it says also says he's on loan from Gremio, which I don't get how this works. <laughs> they need a tra- transfer market's not that accurate because it says he went, goes from he went from. Oh, never mind. So, so he is, was loaned, and then there was a transfer fee at the end of it. So thirteen million is what they paid in dollars. That's what Gremio played, or what Galaxy paid? Well, Gremio played thirteen million dollars. So Gremio paid thirteen million, and now they've loaned them as soon as they paid that. Uh, they paid that May twenty one, two thousand twenty one, and okay. on February tenth is when the move was official. 
Then he went to the LA Galaxy. It says loan transfer. So the, the Galaxy is going to end up paying $4 million if they do end up buying him. <laughs> so. so he got loaned to Grameo with option to buy. Grameo pulled the trigger and bought him only to loan him mm-hmm. again. Wow. Um, <clears throat> In terms of the season. When did Grameo get relegated? He had three goals. Oh, sorry. Okay, according to transfer market, 26 appearances, three goals, two assists, seven yellow cards. <laughs> um, he got relegated last season. So last season. Yeah, so so that means at the beginning, he's been playing half of the season in the second division. Oh, well, let's see if he even appeared in the second division. Actually, well, it doesn't that... even say. doesn't even say. Okay. Um I'm going to guess that it has to do with uh, being in the second division. Yeah, but if that was the case, he would have had a clause to automatically be released as soon as the relegation happened. Yeah, that's true. Right? Um, Like a lot of people in the Premier League do. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, Yeah, I mean, based on the stats that you just mentioned, for 26 appearances, three goals, and two assists... And mostly yellow cards. It doesn't sound like he was very. I don't involved. think. I don't think he appeared at all. I don't know if the Brazilian season is underway yet, mm-hmm. but it looks like he hasn't appeared at all for the next season. Yeah, well, I mean, who cares at this point because it's the second division, and um, you would imagine it'd be a little easier. For him, or at least for the caliber of player he is, but mm. the stats that you just mentioned don't speak too highly of his, his current form. Mm. And he still, I still wouldn't consider him someone who's old or who's past his prime. Um, I just think that, I mean, age-wise, he's not past his prime, but performance-wise, it seems like he's going downhill and he's going downhill fast uh, so I don't know how that's going to work maybe it's going to be kind of a he tries to play but he's not going to deliver and mm-hmm. he's just going to end up back at Grêmio yeah. not like Galaxy don't have players that can do a little better if he ends up performing badly What do you think? It depends. He was electric back when he was in Europe, especially for Bayern and Juventus, but there's a reason he gets put on the bench. Um, maybe it's his, his worth ethic. I don't know. question is, can he even work together with Chicharito that well? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's really going to have to focus down like if it was things about him not being so dedicated to the work and was slacking off a lot he's gonna have to pull it together if he wants to lift his name back up to where it used to be Uh, especially if his goal is to get noticed by another european team again if he if Mm -hmm. that is something that he wants to do again he's definitely gonna have to perform and show good stats um 
So it's really going to come down to to his work ethic. But based on the stats that you told me, I don't see him performing too well. I think it'll just be another bench hiatus for him. Oh, man. His last couple of seasons do not look great. Yeah. I think uh, when Ronaldo went to Juventus, it really affected it his look, performance. It looks like his last good season was 2018. Yeah. Because that's when he did 47 starts, 6 goals, 13 assists. Isn't he, that the... At, the next season, isn't that when Ronaldo went to Juventus? 1819? The 1920. Mm. Or was it 1819? I want to say it was 1819. But, I mean, Douglas Costa is not a forward. He plays as a winger. <laughs> Shouldn't have affected yeah. him at all. But in 2019, he only made 25 appearances, so literally half. And he had one goal and one assist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is terrible. So, uh, yeah, I, whatever happened at the end of that season needs to be fixed. Yeah, so, 1920, he had three goals, seven assists. And then, like I said, 2021, four goals, five assists. So, and that's uh, considering Brazil and Bundesliga all combined. Let's yeah. see. Let's see his market value. <laughs> I don't expect so, it to be that high. Really? So uh, when he went to Bayern, he was at thirty-eight mil. Mm-hmm. This is in dollars. Um. Then at the end of the Bayern, he was at thirty-three mil. When he got transferred to Juventus, he got going back to thirty-eight mil. He was most popular in twenty eighteen. Like I said, his good season. Right. 60 million is how much he costs. Then, Only to go down yeah. to uh, next season after that, 41 million. Okay, that's still higher than the 38. Okay, so. But around the same time, difference. around the same time in 2020, he went down to 22 million. Uh, when he went to Bayern Munich, he had a value of 13 million. Oof. And then when he went to Brazil, he ended up with six million dollar value. So in the span of about three years, four years more or less, in the span of no, in the span of three years, yeah, you're right. Three and a half years, his value went down by about fifty six mil, or fifty fifty, yeah, fifty six mil, because he, he's right now four point four mil. So <laughs> that's a lot. Poor guy. In, Poor in, guy. In, 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 but I've got to say that. It's one of the cases where the value of the player reflects his form. Wow. Transfer market even has rankings for, like, what's his rank at LA? Or, I mean, at Galaxy. What's his rank in MLS? Mm-hmm. So, in uh, in the Galaxy, he's number four of the best players. Number four. Yes. Wow. And in MLS, he's number 42. I want to see who's above him in Galaxy. The goalkeeper. <laughs> oh wait, it's not even in order, is it? I doubt that it would be the goalkeeper. Although, if you said the goalkeeper, that puts his form really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, to- oh, I see. So the most expensive player in the galaxy is Efrain Alvarez, which is one of the the Academy products, whatever, mm-hmm. for six million. Chicharito's okay. uh, sixth, about yeah. 
Yeah, so so it's only, he's only fourth in like value. I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the value. Okay. Well, the number one I'd... in value is Tiago Almada from or for Atlanta United for twenty two mm-hmm. million. Atlanta United has like four in the top ten. Wow. Get uh, what's it? LAFC just has C Fuentes and Arango Chicho. Chicho. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't get him for too, too big much, of a price yeah. tag. Um, I mean, if they end up deciding to keep him, uh, and if he ends up performing extremely well, bringing anything close to his 30 mil uh, value of form that he used to have, then the 4 million that they have to pay for him is going to be a steal. Mm-hmm. But that's a very big if, uh, and I think it's going to go the other way where he's not going to perform, and it's just going to be him and the bench getting acquainted once again. Wow. So we'll see, uh, but I don't think it's going to go well. Jesus, I'm just looking at that. Especially if you have another player who's performing more consistently and contributing more to the team. Yeah. So I'm excited to see this season and see how all these players are going to do, especially with uh, the other two. I'm really excited with Shakiri. I know he's capable of some amazing stuff. Um, and Insignia definitely is going to be a joy to watch at Toronto. I know. He's the one I'm most looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved watching Toronto back then when Jovinko was in there. So I feel like it's going to be something similar. I know. I know. There's a, I think there's a rumor that Giovinco was training with Toronto, but I don't know if he's part of the team. Hmm. Be, that would be they basically a big two surprise of the same if players. that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what's next on the list. All right, that takes care of the big... Oh, wait, forgot one. There's a rumor that Buffon wants to come to the MLS. What? Yeah, that dude's not giving up. <laughs> Phone hey, coming to the MLS. I mean, if that Japanese guy can go till he's like fifty-eight, what's stopping him? Uh, yeah, I mean, no. Well, Buffon still has it in him. Yeah, he doesn't perform to the same extent that he used to, but he's still an amazing goalkeeper. Yeah, and his name carries. I mean, everybody knows Buffon. The question is, what team would he go to? Because I don't think a lot of MLS clubs would be willing to take that risk on a 45-year-old player, even if he is Buffon. Yeah, I mean, it is a huge risk, and especially nowadays where there's so much athleticism involved in being a goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the majority of the goalkeepers being so young nowadays. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many good starter goalkeepers. I would have to say that it has to be one of the teams that doesn't have the greatest goalkeeper mm-hmm. uh i know uh, cincinnati <laughs> just targeting them i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that i know i would I love mean, to have my lafc just so i can be able to go watch buffon for once in my life yeah but uh, i mean i'm i'm pretty happy with crepo <laughs> like we can't do i mean he's at the top top of mls keepers so i i ain't about to complain we don't need a replacement <laughs> Hey, based on the stops I've seen him do, I don't think that we need a, a Buffon. Oh yeah, well, as, not... as amazing as he is, I know, I know, I know. It'd be it'd be cool though. 
It'd be cool. I mean, I think as long as he's in the league, it doesn't matter what team he's playing for. Yeah, I know. As long as it's not Galaxy. <laughs> even if it's Galaxy, it'd be even great to see him there just to get scored on. No, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. One last, last little bit of random news. Uh, okay. One transfer that I haven't told you about is uh, Carlos Salcedo. He is now in Toronto as well. <laughs> he's in Toronto? Yeah. Uh, finally kicked them out of Tigres, did they? Yeah, uh, it's like or was left. he somewhere else bef- after that? It's more like he left. He finally left. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, he used to be good. I think his best form came back when he was in the Bundesliga. And why he decided to leave that when Bayern were knocking on his door, uh, I, I will never understand. I don't know Unless it was some sort of personal family thing, then that but makes then sense. Then why is he going to Toronto, right? Well, at the time. <laughs> if it was a family thing at the time, I, I don't know. Well, you know I mean, it's a, it's it a very time-specific thing. Um, he used to be good. I think he has a very terrible temper. He has a high tendency to do very, very dumb plays that end up costing whatever team he's on the game by either getting himself a red mm-hmm. or putting himself in a very tough position with a, a yellow because there's a really high chance after that yellow that he'll end up getting a second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been his current status, at least from what I know. And I think he'll do well in some games and then he'll just do terrible in others. Yeah, I agree. And he's definitely one of those center backs that has a tendency or the capability to make a mistake at any time or mm, yeah. make a dumb decision that will get him sent off. It's one or the other. I think if I had to describe him, I'd have to describe him as a very selfish player. Yeah, yeah. Especially because he, at least from what it seems to me, that his actions are based on whatever he feels at that moment. If he feels frustration, he's definitely going to take it out on the other team and end up doing a dumb play or a dumb tackle or an unnecessary you know, movement that will just end up costing the team. Yeah. But he used to be a great defensive player, and I know he still has the skill to do it. I think it's just his personal mentality that ruins the capability he has as a player. Yeah. So okay. if he's able to control that, I think uh, Toronto will have a good um, defensive mid- uh, defensive player there. Yep. Hopefully, they know how to use him well. Okay, moving on to the next one gonna talk about lafc's preseason so far more or less so the biggest <laughs> news is marco farfan farfan uh got swapped for ryan hollingshead from fc dallas okay yes what does that mean for us it's just a straight swap we received one of the best defenders in the league and we gave up marco farfan one of the best defenders in the league came in and an average player yes. went out. Yeah, and he's not uh, hes not really defensive-minded, uh, Hollingshead. He's scored 18 goals, 15 assists in 193 games. 
That's amazing. So that's a total of what? 30, 33? Yeah, th- about 33 goals slash assists in 200 games ish. That's yeah, not bad. I mean, that's not bad. For a defender, that's not bad. Having that kind of involvement in the team will definitely improve a lot of the team's morale when it's come to winning lately. Um, And it'll definitely add that extra man with threat that we need. Because Mm -hmm. LAFC, at least for the last season and a half, have kind of been like, what, what did we describe it as? An arrow without an arrowhead? Yeah. So, or at least if it did have an arrowhead, it was a very blunt one. Uh, so we need a bit more threat, even if it comes from a defensive player. Mm-hmm. There's also one of the leaders in the FC Dallas team. So you get a person that has experience. Uh, and leadership. Yes, leadership. Uh, one of the best players in the league. And if there's something that we needed in defense for the longest time, it is experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because... We make so many sloppy decisions that lead to goals. I'm glad Wait, that we actually get. We have some experience decent... in Harvey. Oh, I know. Yeah, but he can only do so much from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> we need somebody who plays. That Who's on the field? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love Harvey in this part of town. Don't you slander him? He's he's our little old man. Jordan Harvey, the goat. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great fit in for the team, especially with leadership. I want to say that in the most recent of times, it was um, a player that we traded out that was our leader, or mostly a captain. Zimmerman. Again? <laughs> no, it wasn't Zimmerman. I, but Zimmerman is such a mistake that we sold out. Stop getting flashbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting triggered and it, and it hurts. No, no. It opens up wounds. Um, no, you're right. We definitely need that leadership. And um, in these past times, it shows that we didn't have any leadership. Yeah. Like we knew that we needed to score. We needed to win. We needed to play well. But nobody knew how to get there. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, was kind of doing their own thing. So it, I think that this leadership will kind of settle everybody down put a head on shoulders that didn't have one before. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. How do you think it's going to affect everything? I think, it, I mean, experience is only a good thing, especially in this team. We've always been having young players. We're finally digging into the MLS market, and most of our signings, if not all, actually, no, all of our signings are within MLS, which is good because we need people with experience. Yeah, it's great to sign young South American players, but they need to know what the league is like before they start even doing well. Um, So it's good to have a core that's MLS-based just so that we can help those players transition. So this is just good news for me, and especially gives us depth and a reliable person at the left-back position, I believe, Um, Mm -hmm. which we don't really have. Like, Marco Farfan was not reliable in any means he was good he had his moments but he had a lot of turn if we needed a backup at that position he wouldn't be it you know what i mean like you wouldn't feel comfortable if he went into the game 
No, there there were plenty of times where he did come into the game and he did not improve the game. And he actually kind of ended up throwing the game at times. Um, not saying he's a terrible player, but like you said, he wasn't so consistent when he had his good moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you mentioned that our signings were mostly MLS-based, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for the team to do well mm-hmm. because that's going to speak really well about the MLS because if we're getting more MLS based players into our team it's going to show that there's really good talent here yeah. and that a solely MLS based team can win and do very well and perform very well so I'm excited about that and I hope that this season will be a good one I hope so too alright that's pretty much the biggest transfer news so far. Next, we're going to talk about our coaches. Uh, I haven't we haven't really talked about how we feel about the coaches. So, number one, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Cherundolo, who's a, the new head coach. What do you feel about him? Uh, don't know much about him. I think that he's got zero expectations from everybody mm-hmm. because we don't know what he's capable of. Yeah. Um. So for him, he's got nothing to lose and everything to gain and if he is able to take advantage of that and make the team perform well i think that his reputation will skyrocket immediately uh but i don't really have any thoughts on him just because i really don't know how he is as a coach um do you care about his season with the las vegas lights or not from what you've told me before, it doesn't really matter because a lot of the players that he had were being picked off by LAFC. So he was kind of playing with whatever he had at whatever time. Yeah. So I don't think it, it can really speak for him, even though it was a terrible um, season. <laughs> but he finished bottom of his conference. Yeah, even though it was terrible... I I can't really put all the blame on him, especially if we were picking off so many players off from the, from the team, um, and that affects the team a lot when they don't mm-hmm. have key players that that are necessary for a win. Um, so hopefully, now that he's on the other end of that, where he could be the one picking off players, now he can maybe build a team that is set to win. Yeah. In terms of my opinion, let's see. Um, I don't know. I think you're right about just having a blank slate and he has no expectations. The only expectation is that we're a competitive team. We play, we play possession style of play. We, you know, we're... And pressure. Only, yeah, we, we do a high press. We focus on uh, attacking. We don't sit back and park the bus. Um, as long as he gets those styles of play down... He has my approval in terms of his record. I'll just choose to ignore it, um, especially because that's only his one year. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get much from one year anyway. Um, but f- I've heard a couple of interviews from him. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, it sounds like he wants people that works hard. If they don't work hard, he's not going to play them, which is great. That's all. I like that. I mean, I hate coaches that play the same guys every single time, even if they're doing badly. He only cares about who's good, who works hard, 
he's uh very heavy on the mental health side of things so he mm-hmm. wants to find out how players are doing outside of the pitch as well as on the pitch to help them mm-hmm. do their best so i think that's just great news for our players as well because i know we yeah. we struggle with closing games out and before solution was just to score goals more goals than the other team Mm-hmm. But especially last season, I think we suffered a lot because we just kept letting in goals and we were never going to win that way. So Yeah, especially letting in goals when they were up. Exactly. So um, hopefully he he gives them a stronger mentality. And um, in terms of just having a new coach in general, I mean, everybody wanted Bob Bradley to go and he's gone now. And <laughs> Everybody now but me. Yeah, well, we I think he deserved another season at least. Like You're allowed to have one bad season, especially when you've done so much for the team and it's just a baby team with no experience. Like, I feel like, yeah. And I think the team had already reached the point where it needed a bit of restructuring when it came to who was on the field. Yeah. Um, a lot of the players, even though they performed great for a couple of seasons, they kind of just plateaued and weren't giving out the same performances that were needed. Mm -hmm. Um, so it needed some rejuvenation. And I think that that's the reason that it was the team was performing bad those last couple of seasons. Um, although, you know, as much as you say that, he did keep putting in the same players who were making a lot of the mistakes in all of the time when I think a lot of us realized those players needed to be sat out. Uh, for example, K. Mm. K kept getting put in after doing a turnover week after week after week that would lead into a goal. Um, And he just seemed very stubborn about keeping him in the game. Um, So, you know, even though we want to give him the benefit of the doubt, those actions kind of do speak to him as a coach Mm -hmm. where it's like, if it's not working and you keep doing it, what does that, how is that going to benefit us? Mm -hmm. Like, should we start looking into another coach who's maybe going to, view things differently and like the coach now whoever performs well is going to play it doesn't matter who what your name is yeah you know and i think that we need as as good as he was as much as i would have enjoyed his his uh coaching another year i mean maybe this is for the best yeah uh, I also didn't like they kept putting blessing at left back and wouldn't put him in midfield towards the last season when clearly he's the reason why we're getting the ball back so many times and having so many chances. But yeah, a lot of that, a lot of those like weird calls. That's what I was saying. Like doing those strange position calls. I understand that you need to cover your bases, but sometimes you need to put your player where they are at their strongest. Mm-hmm. And blessing wasn't his strongest when he was playing at the back. Yeah, I know. He wasn't the best. Uh, was he a right back or left back? I forgot which one he put him in. I think it was right back they would put him in. Yeah, I think it was right back. But, yeah, I hated seeing him in defense because you just literally tease a player that moves things forward. And he's good in defense in the middle of the field where he can take the ball away in yeah. the most important section. But as soon as you put him in the back line, he didn't really do much. It's You make him ineffective. But, exactly. Um, that's one good thing. I'm pretty sure um, Chirundolo is not going to do the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of that kind of thing, uh, one of the things I've heard about Bob Bradley is that he's super focused about soccer all the time, that he never turns that switch off. 
So like yeah. even let's say if if you're with him outside of you know a normal soccer environment, he would still talk about it and he'd still be focused on it. And apparently, from what I hear, is that's what grinded out the players. Like that's what burned them out. There has to be a, a sweet spot, yeah. and it can't always be a hundred percent work for work. Work. There are some people that that is something that functions with, but for most people, when they clock out, they want to talk about something else, or they want to put their mind on something else. So it's good that the coach that we've got now is interested in keeping the well-being of everybody's mental state. And it won't be to the point where they're completely exhausted from from just constantly having their their sights focused in, in soccer. And um, I think it'll it'll keep them motivated. Yeah, I mean, he clearly he also clearly said that um, he one of the main things he wanted was his players to laugh during training, just so they could be relaxed. And I think that's just a good thing. You want them to be relaxed. Honestly, the best thing would be for them to, yes, take it seriously, but at the same time, have fun. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's their job, but we are talking about playing a game here. And the key word is playing. So as long as they're enjoying it and having a good time, you know, that's the important part. But it is their work. So when they are down and they need to, you know, strap in their boots... You know, do that and perform and bring it back. Yeah. All right. I think that that pretty much covers him. Um, last thing I want to say about Steve Cherundolo is uh, to all the fans out there who booed Bob Bradley, give Steve Cherundolo a chance. He's already the coach. If you boo him in the first couple of games to get him fired, you not you don't want a coach swap to happen mid season because you basically throw that season away. So we should just try to support him and support him in the way so that when he does good, he feels good about it. And when he does bad, he knows that we're there having his back. And that way he can turn the ship around, basically. And that way, I don't want to have another repeat of last season because we should be making the playoffs every year. Oh, definitely. We should be. I mean, we were on track to, to be doing that pretty much every season. And... Yes, as fans, we think that we know what's best, but sometimes we don't really look at all the factors that go into what's making a team play badly or a team perform how they're supposed to. Yes, sometimes it's the coach, but other times it's the players. Uh, Good example, Manchester United. You've changed coaches and they're still not as great as they should be under a really good coach. Yeah. so as fans, yes, we're entitled to having our opinions about how the team's going, who we think should be playing, who should not be playing, why certain things are going wrong. That's perfectly valid. But I think demoralizing the coach is not going to make it better. It's just going to make him do worse. And I liked what you said, that when he does well, we cheer him on. And when he does poorly, he knows that we're there to support him, uh, and hopefully that helps him find his confidence and turn the t- team into a winning team. All right, let's move on to his assistant coaching staff, which was announced as well. Um, 
We got three assistant coaches. Um, let's try to run through these pretty quick because I don't know that much about them, to be honest. Um, and I definitely won't know anything about them. Okay. So first one is Mark Dos Santos. Uh, this is one of the new additions. So he was with the club when we started. He was with LAFC in their first season, and he left okay. to become the coach of the Vancouver Whitecaps, and he was their coach when they were god-awful last place. Um <laughs> So, at least he's, I know, it doesn't sound great. However, we have a head coach in an assistant coaching position. Uh, What's great about that is he's familiar with the club and the league, and he is a good coach. Like, it's not like he doesn't have a history of not winning. So He just needs his training wheel still. Yeah, so he was the NASL Manager of the Year in 2015 and 2017. He won the NASL Championship in 2017. He's also coached multiple Canadian teams as well as coaching youth teams in Brazil. So, okay. um, it's, right, it's so a decent resume. Terrible. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> speaks completely. It's like you're talking to me about two different people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, <laughs> it, I, I would not be able to say that uh, that's the same. I person, mean, one but... is one Santos, the other is the other Santos. That's why he's Mark Dos Santos, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, if he, if he brings what his former statistics bring then mm-hmm. you know what that it'll be great yeah so he does know how to get a, a winning team together so hopefully he can provide some good advice and maybe he learned a lot from his time at vancouver whitecaps as a head coach and why he's willing to take uh you know an assistant coaching position so hopefully he can avoid us becoming uh vancouver whitecaps uh although they're they're good now at least but mm-hmm. yeah hopefully he can add a lot to the team in terms of experience again yeah, hopefully um, we'll see it as as the season goes on. Uh, but I mean, again, I I don't know much about him, so we'll see. Okay. All right, next assistant coach is Ante Razov. So he was Bob Bradley's assistant coach, so he decided to stay with the team. Uh, really? Is, yeah. So I I think that's great because he can help maintain the philosophy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, keep the same playing style. Because, I mean, we do love 2019 here. Everybody's a fan of 2019 LAFC. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, so this is going to be his fifth season as part of the team. He was assistant coach of the Galaxy before he joined us, ironically. He's also the guy (laughs) that punched Piojo in the face during the Concacaf Champions match. Okay, he's already my favorite. Exactly. So, I mean, keep him forever just for that. Yeah. Where's the statue? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. (laughs) If we win, we'll build the one. Let's just recreate that punch. That's all. Right. That's the statue. <laughs> now, I am shocked. I would have thought that he went with Bob. Nope. He stayed behind, and maybe, maybe sometime in the future, he can finally take over the reins. That's what I was thinking, that maybe he. that's why he stayed behind, just waiting his time. Yeah, because I know they interviewed him for this position, but... Uh, do you think I he don't maybe know passed he on it for a second? No, nah, if he passed on it, he wouldn't still be the assistant. I think he's biding his time until they ask him again. Um, yeah. But I'm happy that he's still here. We need somebody from that old team that was there when we were playing amazing to continue that philosophy and help. We're the getting new coach. a blood transfusion, but we still need a bit of that old blood in there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nice. I, I like it. So far, it's so good. All right, next and last assistant coach is Oka Nikolov. 
Okay. He is German born, but Macedonian. He is the new head of goalkeeping. He has six years of experience with Philadelphia Union, Galaxy, and DC United, which is where he came from last. He was with DC mm-hmm. United in 2021. And he was a good goalkeeping coach for Germany's U19 squad, as well as the Macedonian national team. So we right. now have a new goalkeeping coach, basically. And, I mean, if there's anything LAFC needed the last couple of years, is better goalkeeping. <laughs> goalkeeping is definitely something that we needed to improve yes. on. And if if we were excited for what the goalkeeper we have now is going to bring, I mean, having a good goalkeeping coach is just going to make it that much better. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, but he's also, he was a pro uh, in the Bundesliga, so he played for Eintracht Frankfurt for 19 years. So he's well, got some, you know, he brings that European experience, which is mm-hmm. always better than anything you could get on this side of the world, unless you're in South America. So, uh, of course, hopefully our goalkeeping situation improves. I mean, that's just a given with Maxime Cropo, but hopefully, like Thomas Romero is still there, you know, mm-hmm. right? And he's a young guy, so. Maybe uh, he's a baby in goalkeeper years. Yeah, so maybe he can put some good experience on him and turn him into what Bob Bradley assumed he was going to be, which is a good goalie. So hopefully we which, see him become our new number one some a couple years down the road, not recently, especially because I want Crepo to be there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Romero's got so much talent, and it showed coming into his first starting game he performed so well yes he's made a lot of mistakes here and there but not enough to be completely disregarded as a goalkeeper uh so hopefully this guidance from um from this coach will help him improve and become a really great goalkeeper yep and that wraps it up for this week's episode Nice. Uh, next week, I think we'll we'll discuss LAFC's preseason games. So we just talked about the coaching additions, but we'll talk about their preseason games. They had four scheduled. Um, they played against New England Revolution, Toronto FC. Today they played against DC United, but they still need to play against Red Bulls. So we're going to talk about how that went in the next episode, as well as anything awesome. that will happen in between now and then. So, I'm excited to talk all about all of that. Today's yes. points were incredible. Loved the Portland jersey. Probably the highlight of today, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, just make sure to go buy that, even if yes. it's not your team, because it's amazing. Yes. Uh, but all the other points that you brought up and news, uh, quite as surprising to me when it came to the transfers in and who went out and all that incredible yes and just a reminder we got 11 days until the mls is back so we can't wait yes the countdown begins yes all right see you next time till next time all right